Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work. And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. I'm back from New York. I had an incredible trip. I got to see some of my long-term clients in person. It was amazing. I obviously have so many relationships with people that have lasted now for years since I've been doing this for years. And just to get to see people that I've only seen on Zoom, to see them in person, I can't even describe the feeling. It's just amazing. And these are clients who have had such amazing success stories. So that's fun too. One of my clients had just gotten married Labor Day weekend. 
And then the other couple was doing so well. And I know that they're going to move in together. And just to see them in person, it's like, wow, they have so much, so much love for one another. Um, anyways, I'm just incredibly grateful. What a, what a season. I am overwhelmed with how supportive you all were about me talking about losing my friend, Anthony. I just thank you. It really surprised me how many of you reached out. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. You all are so kind and supportive and I just love this community. So thank you for supporting me and sharing that very vulnerable part of my experience. It means a lot. If you remember, I talked about in that episode that there's a song that I've been listening to that just reminds me of Anthony. And it's kind of something I, I play from time to time. And that song is Eyes Closed uh, by Ed Sheeran. And y'all, I was really thinking about Anthony a lot, his birthday and being in New York was a place we always had wanted to go together. And I kid you not, I'm waiting for the Uber. I'm off the plane. It's like eight o'clock at night. I'm exhausted, emotional. And wouldn't you know it, the second I get in the Uber, guess what song is playing? Eyes closed. I had chills. Um, it's one of those moments where you go, okay, I know that Anthony is with me and I get all these little signs and messages and you just, you have to simply be willing to tune in. So anyone who's lost someone, it's so hard. And I think it can just be helpful when we open ourselves up to how do I, how do I still connect with them even though they're not physically here? Um, And I certainly did that on Anthony's birthday going to once upon a time. I can't remember how, what the heck is it called? Once upon a one more time. Okay. Is the musical. And this was about Disney princesses, but they changed the storyline to be an empowering storyline for the different princesses. And it's all set to the music of Britney Spears. And Anthony was a huge Britney fan. Huge, like the biggest of all time. Knew every single song, every single fact about her life, like everything. And he just would have loved that musical. And I was able to go with my good friend, Mariah, Um, and yeah, I just felt like somehow I was able to connect with him just doing that on his birthday. So anyways, I had such a good trip. I got to go on. We met at Acme. Lindsay's an incredible host, had a wonderful interview with her. Um, and now I'm back home in Montana. And let me tell you, being in Brooklyn and all over Soho, Manhattan, uh, everywhere, right? Like so many people, so many people riding the subway, etc. And then coming to my rural farmhouse on five acres, absolute 360, the exact opposite. And I'm really happy that I get to have both experiences in my life that, hey, of course, I have so much peace 
and just beautiful views and wide open spaces where I'm at. And I also get to visit amazing places and network and go on people's shows and go to LA and go to Scottsdale and go to Miami. Like, I think it's really important in life to realize that you don't ever have to choose one thing. I think a lot of times as humans, we get stuck in, if I choose this thing, then that means I don't get this other thing. But a lot of times we do get to create whatever experience we want. So I have a rural lifestyle and I get to spend a lot of time in cities and connect with so many people and I get to have it all. It doesn't, by choosing one, doesn't mean that the other can't exist. So I just want to empower you all to realize that. Okay. I want to talk about Scandaval. (laughs) I never thought I would do an episode about Vanderpump Rules. And I have to just totally confess to you guys, I've never watched it before in my life, ever. Barely on my radar, a blip on my radar. Had heard about it maybe once or twice. And then all of the little, little huge news um, came out about Raquel and Ariana and Tom Sandoval, obviously. And I started getting asked by people what my opinion was. So I realized, okay, I need to do some research. I need to watch the latest season. And that's what I'm doing. I got to be honest, I'm not even done with the season. I think I'm on like episode 10. Um, so this is, I don't, I am not like a Vanderpump expert. Okay. I have not watched from the beginning. I just have watched this last season, but as a relationship expert, attachment theory researcher, this was very interesting for me. And I did want to comment on it. I, and I specifically want to talk about Raquel, um, maybe a little bit about Tom as well, but you know, I kind of want to focus on Raquel's experience. So for those of you that haven't watched it, you don't have to. I'll explain what's going on. Here's what's going on. Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox. I'm like learning their names. Like, is that her name? Yes. Tom and Ariana have been in a relationship for eight years and they live together. They very much act as if they're married, um, very close, right? They own a home together, et cetera. And we can kind of see little, little snippets of maybe they're not as close. Ariana throughout the season is saying, we don't spend quality time together. I don't feel connected to him. He's been trying to open up this new business. He's put all his time into this new bar that he's trying to open up. And Ariana is just saying again and again, I just, I don't feel connected. I don't feel connected. And then at some point, I even think it's Raquel who's talking to her about this. She asks about like, Oh, do you, do you guys have sex? And Ariana's like, no, because I don't want to just have someone who gets home, hops into bed with me, and then is like, let's have sex. I need to feel emotionally connected. 
right? So this is such a common dynamic in relationships, whether um, whatever kind of relationship, there can be someone who ends up feeling disconnected and then says, I can't be physically intimate with you if I'm emotionally disconnected. And then sometimes you have the other partner saying, well, we're never physically intimate. So then I can't be emotionally connected, right? So it's very, it's very interesting. Some of that's love languages, right? Clearly Ariana's is quality time. Maybe Tom's is physical touch. Who knows? Um, anyways, fascinating stuff. And then we have, and I should mention, I know Tom is 40. I don't know how old Ariana is. And then we have Raquel. Raquel Levis. And Raquel is in her late 20s. She turns 28 in the season. She had been in pageants her entire life. Pageantry, which I know very little about that world, except that you're very judged on everything about who you are and particularly your physical appearance. And she had aged out of pageantry, also went through a horrible breakup with James, who is a whole other character I won't get into, but she had gone through a breakup. She had aged out of pageantry all within the last year. And then in this, this season, we start seeing that she's quote unquote coming into her own and standing up for herself. And she's having a lot of different dating experiences. Hmm. <laughs> and these dating experiences typically involve, as we find out, emotionally unavailable men and oftentimes legally unavailable men. So I want to talk about this. Okay. So we, we see Raquel in the beginning of the season. She's dating this guy who is the manager of Sir. I can't remember his name. He's not a very notable, a notable character. But what's important to realize, this guy is genuinely interested in her. He makes an effort. He's taking her out. From what we know, he really is single. And guess what? She's not into him. She's not. Now, we move on in the season and we see she's attracted to this guy named Oliver. Guess what? Oliver is quote unquote separated from his wife, but not legally divorced. Then we kind of realize, oh, she's attracted to Tom Schwartz, who's Tom Sandoval's friend. Guess what? Tom is separated, but not legally divorced. Okay. Then, of course, the scandal of it all with Sandoval is Raquel has begun a relationship with Tom Sandoval. And Tom is in this long-term relationship with Ariana. And once again, this is someone who is completely unavailable. He is unavailable in all ways right? He's actually with Ariana, right? Like he should not be, according to the agreements of their relationship, he should not be available to any other 
person or type of connection, right? There was no open relationship, nothing according to Ariana. They were exclusive, right? And they're eight years together. So what is going on? Let's look at it from Raquel's experience first. Okay. Raquel, in her way that she holds herself, in the patterns that I see in her relationships, in the context of what had happened to her, I see someone who is incredibly wounded. I see someone with very low self-worth, someone who has based their worthiness in other people wanting them, and someone who is a repeating, so it's repetition compulsion, repeating the pattern of the unavailable man in real time over and over. And what's what's really fascinating about Raquel is you can tell that she almost... I don't know how to say this. (laughs) There's so little ownership from her, like zero ownership as she's doing this, that I really do believe that a lot of it's unconscious and that she really is repeating these harmful, horrible patterns again and again as a trauma response. And I'm not saying that makes it okay, but there's so little awareness and there's so much defensiveness that this is such an ingrained pattern. I also want to point out that her long-term relationship with James, that was also an emotionally unavailable person, except he, he was unavailable because of his addiction. He was a, you know, an alcoholic. So all of this leads me to, I would be incredibly curious about Raquel's childhood and her sense of identity. And at what point did she internalize beliefs about, I'm not good enough, beliefs about relationships where I have to make people want me, right? I have to get people to want me. And if they don't, then it's something about me. And if I can just get the unavailable person to want me, then it'll make up for everything that's happened. Right. And what's interesting about attachment theory and research on relationships, there's a possibility that maybe her childhood was pretty healthy. Um, and maybe this approach to relationships came out of her relationship with James. I would have to interview her to know all the specifics because what we know is that romantic relationships, early romantic relationships can have just a big of impact on your current dating patterns as your childhood. So interesting Was it her childhood? Was it the early romantic relationships? I have a gut feeling that it was also her childhood because of what led her to the pageant life. I think someone who is, and this probably isn't everyone, 
But when you're competing in something like that, there's a possibility that you're trying to prove that you're good enough and that if you can win Miss California, that then you will be good enough, right? So the pageant life gets taken away from her. And what does she do? She goes on this spree of emotionally unavailable and actually legally unavailable partners. And like I said, I really believe a lot of it's unconscious. I'm not saying that's okay. I, I see it as a compulsion for her. And I'm not justifying the behavior. Um, I think, I think that she, if I, and if I had to look at her from an attachment theory perspective, I would say that she has a disorganized attachment style. Absolutely. We see it from her. We see that she's distancing. We see that she can be very anxious. We see that she can lash out. So this is someone who has repetition compulsion of dating the emotionally unavailable person over and over. And they likely also have a disorganized attachment style and they have no awareness. So with all of those factors, this is like a tornado of damaging relationship dynamics. And I want to have compassion for her. And I know that she had checked herself into a mental facility. And I really, truly, really, truly wish her the best that she does heal and learn from this. From all accounts that I've heard, that has not seemed to be the case. But I hope that she does work that's deep enough to illuminate these patterns for her. Um, yeah. That's that's what I'm going to leave with on my analysis of Raquel. And I know some of you probably watch Vanderpump Rules religiously and some of you are like, "Ugh, Vanderpump Rules, never watched it." But no matter what, I think you can think about those factors and maybe there's some of that in your own life. Maybe it's not on the extreme that we saw with Raquel, but maybe there is some of that in your own life. Are you placing your self-worth in other people and expecting other people's validation of you, other people's opinion of you to mean whether or not you're good enough? Are you doing that? Are you doing repetition compulsion where you're dating unavailable people with the unconscious wish that it would turn out differently this time? And then do you have awareness? Are you defensive? Are you able to take ownership of your side of things? Or is it everyone else? You know, there's so many, so many terrible idiots out there in the dating world, right? Like, are you saying that or are you taking ownership for your side of the street? So I think we can all learn from Raquel at this very dramatic, exaggerated, really chronically, emotionally dysregulated. Um, just anyways, this very extreme example of disorganized attachment and repetition compulsion. Can we look at this example and can we have some compassion, I hope, and then can we ask ourselves some tough questions and actually learn from it, right? Okay, now I want to talk about Tom. 
Tom, Tom, Tom. So definitely not my favorite character. I don't think I have a favorite character. I do like Sheena. And I did not like Lala, but then I started to like Lala just because she's very, she says exactly what she thinks and she seems to be very open and honest. Um, anyways, I'm just like, who is my favorite character? Probably Raquel's dog. Raquel's dog. It's my favorite character. Okay. Anyways. Um, (laughs) so Tom, Tom is an example of the unavailable man. And what's really fascinating is I, I think that he's very unavailable to himself. And I, I think that he is living in Tom's world. I would bet, and here's the problem. I don't know his whole history. So maybe if I had more data, I would say something different. Based on season 10, I would bet that he has traits of narcissistic personality disorder. I could not give you 100% if you would meet full criteria. He at least has traits. Okay. I mean, let's be honest. Um, And then... He is someone who is also not taking ownership, zero ownership, and very little awareness. And I will say, I believe that he is lacking in vulnerability and lacking in the ability to humble himself to Ariana. And I think some of the stress probably of opening his new restaurant. Um, all of these different factors, maybe some narcissistic traits. He has avoidant attachment style for sure. He's disconnected from himself. He's completely lacking awareness. We have all these different traits that create the tornado. I'll use that term again. The tornado that is Tom, the relational ticking time bomb that is Tom. And what I, what I believe is the biggest lesson from Tom and Ariana is when something isn't right in the relationship, as in you're disconnected, you're arguing, maybe intimacy feels completely gone. When something isn't right, it must be addressed. Because we see this couple who was struggling and they struggled, I don't know for how long, maybe years from the looks of it. And Tom instead of being vulnerable, instead of opening up to Ariana, instead of going directly to her, he found ways to meet his needs in a different relationship, right? And I think that Tom and Ariana, or sorry, that Tom and Raquel actually have a lot of things in common because I do believe that that Tom is incredibly insecure 
and that he was also looking to Raquel to tell him that he was good enough and that perhaps he felt that Ariana hadn't given him enough validation, enough narcissistic supply. So then he was looking to Raquel to feel good about himself. All of his actions were about himself, right? There was no vulnerability. There was no going to Ariana and saying, this isn't working for me anymore. And I think the lesson here is learning that it is brave, it is vulnerable, and it is hard to go to your partner when things are not working. However, trying to get your needs met in other relationships or doing things that damage the relationship as a way to try to cope, whether that's drinking or gambling or whatever sort of numbing thing you could start to do, right? That those indirect ways of coping are a gazillion times worse in the long run They might be a temporary relief. They might get your needs met in the short term, and then you could maintain your relationship. But ultimately, it is so damaging when we don't go directly to our partners. So there's a lot of learning, a lot of exactly what you should not do that we see in season 10. And I want to just acknowledge these are human beings. They have very publicly had their life on television for over a decade, from what I can tell. And they're flawed. They have a lot of things they're working on. Um, and they should be held account- accountable by themselves, right? Like that's, that's the thing. People can say, oh, you're a narcissist. Oh, you're whatever. But if you're not going to take ownership yourself, it's not going to do any good. So my hope is that for both Tom and Raquel, that they're taking steps that lead them to take personal ownership so that they themselves could see their actions for what they are. Because no amount of the media or even their friends saying these things about them, the scandal, no amount of that is going to do any good until they take personal ownership. And I hope, I hope that they do. I hope that they do. And then I could go into Tom Schwartz and Katie's relationship, but I won't. (laughs) That might be a whole other episode. Y'all, I hope you liked this. I hope that even if you don't watch the show, you got some value out of it. Um, And once again, no judgment, compassion. And I really, really do wish these these people healing. I do. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you liked this. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever you're doing. And I appreciate you being part of this community. It means the world to me. Um, Of course, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you join the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook community. It's a great place for us all to connect and support one another. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful community, private Facebook group. So check that out. Um, And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. 
You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.